to Home Away From Dome, Season 2, Episode 1. Alright, play the theme music. Home. Away. From. Dome. Alright, nice to meet everybody again. I guess I never meted you for the first time, or met. Oof, this is a rusty start. <laughs> but, we got a lot to get over today. Um, a lot of uh, things to break down. Um, yeah, it's season two. I should really start with a recap of season one, but first, just for any newcomers, the this is a watch-along podcast for uh, 2013's smash hit, uh, Under the Dome. Um, comparing it, of course, to the day-to-day life in the current pandemic that we're in, of course. Uh, if you're watching this, uh, new new listeners of the show will know that we watch this podcast. We don't listen to it. Um, but uh, if you are maybe watching this in the year uh, 2040 or something, maybe in the far off future, and of course talking about uh, COVID-19. Um, so I'm recording this in August, midway through. Um, things are a bit different than when the podcast started um, in Toronto, uh, where I record. We're now in stage three. There's a lot less restrictions. Um, you can eat on patios. You can actually eat indoors. Um, you could have a 50-person gathering if people stay apart. You can even have social bubbles or domes, as I like to call them. Um, so things have definitely progressed a lot here, and it does, uh, of course, make the thesis of this podcast is it worth it to live in a dome rather than social distance? Um, a bit more interesting uh, as there aren't as many restrictions anymore. However, one thing to consider, we are now, oh boy, maybe five months into this and we still have restrictions. Um, under the dome, I believe all three seasons take place in less than a month. So keep that in consideration. Um, we've already long passed the amount of time that the dome solution is gonna take. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it only takes a month of being under a dome uh, somehow to solve this problem. Basically, I guess where I'm trying to go with this is things are getting better in the real world and they're going to get a lot worse under the dome. So the comparison is going to be um, it's going to be a bit of a stretch. So one of the highlighted big things is under the dome, things happen real quick. So keep that in mind. We're five months into the pandemic, but of course, we're just just a scant few days, I think, into living under a dome. Um, and I'll, whenever they say the dates, it's always way too little time. Two weeks ago, an invisible dome crashed down on Chester's Mill, cutting us off from the rest of the world. Okay, so a recap for what happened last season. Um, sorry, if you want to know what happened last season, listen to the last 13 episodes. But a recap of what happened at the end of last season. Uh, Barbie was, of course... Uh, about to be hung in town square at the gallows uh, by Big Jim and his son Junior, now uh, a deputy, while uh, most of the town watched. Chester's Mill sentences Dale Barbara to death. Uh, Then Julia dropped an egg into a a lake and pink lines came up in the sky. The whole town got really bright and people were going, what's going on? And Big Jim was saying like, do it, do it now, Junior. yeah, that's that's where it left off. How are we gonna move on from there? Um, oh, 
if you're feeling like confused or sort of like wow i forgot what was happening i really do feel that the writers had the same thought i think they came back and were just like where did we put ourselves there's nowhere to go from here so a lot of this episode is moving the chess pieces around um which is something that a lot of shows do in their uh, season premieres and finales you know like you you sort of do planning every season and you need to put people in the places they need to be so that they have an arc or a season's worth of uh, potential storylines. Um, but this isn't really like moving the chess pieces like like conventionally. I'd compare this more to like playing against a kid and then saying, look over there, and you move all the pieces around so that they're where you want them to be. Because they're not really moving in ways that make sense or that really should work, um, but they're there. Nothing you can really do about it, and it happened. So... Let's let's start at the beginning. One one tiny little fact. I don't. Th- this won't come across too much to just listeners of the podcast. But each episode of season one had uh, Julia doing the recap. Uh, now Barbie is doing it. So why the dome is here or what mysteries lie ahead, we still don't know. Some say we'll be stuck here forever, but we will never stop fighting to find a way out. Big change. All right. Um, so the season starts at. at a cabin with a person we've never met before um if you've watched friends you might know him he played tag uh jennifer aniston's a younger boyfriend character he was in a few episodes i have a weird sense of humor <laughs> and i'm kind of strangely proud of my butt it's kind of a risky joke tag um i don't know if he did anything in between that and this but now he is sam sam Verdrow. a recluse who lives in a cabin um, they don't I, I don't know if they ever address it I, it's, it's implied that he knows that he's under a dome but I like to imagine that because he's been just living out in the woods by himself he doesn't even realize the domes come down um, by the way there's a few characters that are introduced uh, in this episode which is funny because like they've been here the whole time I guess just in the background not doing anything um, but yeah this is uh, Sam uh, and, you know, I'll spoil it, whatever. It's Junior's uncle, which means it's Big Jim's brother-in-law. Who's that? My uncle. Um, it's Junior's mom's brother. And he does look a bit like Junior. Um, and he does seem a bit mysterious like Junior. Um, I like Sam. He's a, he's a fun character to have in the cast because he's basically just an older Junior. Some things you never get over. Like my sister taking her life nine years ago. Anyway, at this point in the thing, all we know is that he's in a cabin and he was trying to turn on a light because it was dark, but then it got bright. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. We start there, then we cut back to the gallows. And I think the only reason they put that Sam stuff first is so, like, we didn't just see the gallows shot and then cut to the new gallows shot, which was, like, obviously filmed a year later. Um, But anyway, at the gallows, uh, of course, Barbie is about to be hung. Um... (laughs) Junior is hesitating, probably because, like, the whole world got bright and scary. He actually says, I'm afraid. That'd be a good voice clip. Lindsay, put in that voice clip. (laughs) I'm kidding. I I don't have to say that. She's so good. What's happening? What's that sound? I'm afraid. Um, anyway. 
Uh, also, while this is going on, Julia swims into a lake to save a girl who just appeared in the lake. You may remember from last season, Julia has a bullet hole uh, in her chest, but she decided, eh, I can, I can do it. So she swims into the lake. Not everyone would have jumped into the water the way you did, especially in your condition. Save somebody who apparently can't swim, swims back out. Um, totally fine. Uh, Sam then walks over to her and is like, We gotta get her and you dry. Can you walk? Uh, if it's not too far. So <laughs> she can she can swim with a bullet hole, but walking is uh, apparently a big a big uh, risk for her. Looks like the stitches must have come loose in the lake. But anyway, just for mental images there, Julia, Sam, uh, the new guy, uh, and mysterious lake girl are all hanging out. Uh, back in town square, the whole town gets knocked out by magnetic waves. Linda, what's happening? They're unconscious, but still breathing. If you were wondering how magnets work, this is not a good episode for you. Um, magnets are sort of like superpowers in this episode, but uh, it's going to be doing a lot of stuff. But just a heads up there. Magnetism like this can cause hallucinations, seizures, unconsciousness, even death. Oh my god. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry in advance for this episode. I took so many notes. There's so much going on, and I think it's just because they're trying to reset things, but uh, I'm going to try and keep things less chaotic bouncing around, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> so basically, almost the entire town that's at the gallows gets knocked out by the dome's EMP wave, basically, except for, of course, the main characters. Um, why they aren't affected, uh, I don't know, random chance, I guess. Anyway, it's a good thing Junior didn't get knocked out. He could have just hung Barbie by falling over. So, in this scenario, we have Big Jim, who wants to hang Barbie. Junior, who was ready to pull the lever to hang Barbie, as he believes Barbie has murdered Dottie. And Linda, who is in the crowd, who was participating in killing Barbie. This is the cliffhanger that we left off last season with. How do we uh, get out of this situation? Now, the crowd of people who wanted Barbie dead have now passed out. So now we just have three people with agency left who want to kill Barbie. Uh, Barbie says, Jim, let me help. What, say three? There are people out there, your people that need help. Nice try, Barbie. Which. On the one hand, Barbie has done a lot in this town, but on the other hand, I don't know what he's expecting to do. Is he going to drive around and try and, like, beat up the dome? It's it's very unclear what Barbie could do to help. Is he going to perform CPR on the entire town? I don't know. Um, but it seems to work. Uh, he convinces Junior and Linda to let him out. Uh, Stop! What are you doing, Linda? I'm being reasonable. Do it, son. Now, Junior, Junior, look out there. The sound is making people sick. We need to stop it. So they, they let him out, and then he goes, we need to get... Uh, actually, I think Junior convinces them they need to go to the dome. I think the dome's trying to tell us something. That's nonsense. We should go there. It could have answers for what's happening. After what I've seen, I think maybe Junior's right. We need to take a trip to the dome. So they all get in a car, and they drive to the dome. I'm going to take a minute to talk about magnetism in this episode. It's magnetic. Other than knocking out people with brain waves, uh, the dome is now magnetized and metal objects are flying into it from, 
nearby buildings. So for example, in, in a few minutes, Joe's farmhouse, which you may remember is by the dome, gets torn apart because all of the metal flies into the dome. Um, and that, that seems great. But when Barbie, Linda, Jim, and Junior drive up to the dome, um, they notice that like it's full of tricycles and barbecues and mailboxes. Now they're in the middle of like, like a, a, a side road. There aren't a lot of houses nearby, so these barbecues and, and stuff must have flown hundreds of feet, most likely miles, over to the dome. When Barbie gets out of the car, his keys fly at the dome. Now at this point, Barbie is about ten feet away from the dome. Sorry, not 10 feet, maybe like 25 feet. Why did the barbecues, tricycles, mailboxes, strollers, all of those random stuff that's lining the wall now, by the way, it's like a barrier around the dome. It's like covered the entire lower part of it. Why did those fly from all the way from like, I assume miles away? Barbie's keys, Barbie's handcuffs, those start affecting it when they're about 25 feet away. You can't be sure. Not of anything these days. If I saw a magnet is strong enough to get those keys, I'd be like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. I, I wouldn't even think it was, like, uh, magical. Anyway, <laughs> what, I, what I'm trying to say is it doesn't make sense why there's so many things attracted to this dome. But meanwhile, you have to get within 20 feet of it to actually do anything. But that's the dome. It's it's magical, and it's it's all omnipotent, but it's also not. But whatever. Uh, Barbie gets flown into the dome because he has handcuffs on. My God! Oh, oh. Linda runs over to save Barbie. I don't know how she's able to manipulate the keys into the lock because, like, the magnet seems pretty strong, but whatever. Barbie gets unlocked. Unfortunately, then the police car flies into the dome, crushing Linda. Linda! Linda, get out of here! Get out of here! I can't! I almost got it! So, for all those Linda fans out there, um, she's dead. She's, she's straight up dead. Uh, that's, that's the end of the worst police officer. Um, <laughs> I think one of her last words were, I'm being reasonable. Um, and yeah, that's what happens when you do that. Oh boy, I'm 12 minutes in and that is the title card is Linda dying as it goes straight to the title. So there's still a lot to happen in this episode. But let's keep powering through it. Um, actually, before we do that, a, a note about season two. Season two is a lot more exciting than season one. Um, this type of magnetism thing is going to be happening a lot more frequently. Um, just random stuff that the dome can do. Um, this episode actually was written by Stephen King, um, and I feel like he just thought, this is boring watching the first season. He was probably just like, what, what's the catch? We've already been under a dome for 13 episodes. I don't care about Maxine. Make, make the dome magnet, you know? So this episode is all about magnetism. Next episode's called Infestation, and I think we're going to get a locust swarm. Like, it's, it's very... I, I don't know if there's a genre name, but a, a monster of the week. Um, like, there's a new threat that they're going to be fighting. Um, and this week it's magnetism, but it's going to keep changing. Um, so that'll sort of be the focus of how is Toronto going to deal with uh, this type of stuff. Now, how will Toronto deal with magnetism? Um, first of all, all of our tricycles 
donezo. They're going to be right up against the wall. But uh, on a more serious note, uh, we would be obliterated. <laughs> like Chester's Mill, um, first of all, seems like it's 90% made of wood and 10% made of brick. And like they have nails in their houses and that's what come out. Um, I feel like there's a lot more metal in Toronto. There's a lot more just cars that would go flying, uh, trains, buses. We even have an airport uh, in our little dome. Um, or mega dome, I guess. I keep forgetting ours is bigger. Um, I think that it would be apocalyptic and most of our buildings would fall. Um, <laughs> it would be really bad is I guess a way of describing it and I'm not even talking about how the dome will be knocking people out with brain pulses um, as a side effect so overall I think if you're deciding between social distancing and using the dome I think you have to consider is it worth being done in a month if your apartment building is thrown across town into a dome and your brain shuts off during it which might be honestly Maybe that helps a bit. <laughs> I certainly wouldn't want to be there as I fly across town. Um, I know some of you people are thinking, buildings aren't entirely made of metal, Steve. They're, they're concrete. And, and you know what? I might be wrong. But I think there's like rebar and things on the inside. But I digress. Um, overall, this is not a great episode for... Uh, wanting to live in a dome especially because it sort of leads into ritual sacrifice but we'll get there all right title card over um let's see let's see you can see i'm rusty because i didn't organize my notes into um plot lines it's chronological which is going to make things a bit scattershot here um before we, so Linda died, she got crushed by a car, so it's just Big Jim Jr. and uh, Barbie. And then Barbie's like, We both know that I didn't kill Dodie or burn down that radio station, so you want to tell him why you framed me? Junior's like, Oh, okay, well, why am I trying to kill you? Big Jim's like, Junior, help! Find someone else! Help me get this gun off the wall. And he's literally trying to pry it off with his hands. Big Jim likes to think he's the Hulk. Um, <laughs> He's not. He sort of walks like he is, but he's not the Hulk. And so the gun is stuck on the dome. Big Jim and Junior, they fight again. They always do. You're the one tearing Chester's mill apart. No, I'm the one with the guts to do what needs to be done. Someone has to make the hard choices. You gonna do it? Linda just did. Barbie wanders off into town and uh, nobody, nobody does anything about Linda. Um, probably because the car is like magnetized there and they can't move it, but I don't know. You probably could now that I think about it like maybe like pull her legs out from under or something I don't know maybe they just thought there was other stuff to do even if you take her out like it's not like she's alive um so Barbie walks into town and immediately breaks somebody's car to steal it because why not um and it's a new character and she has a shotgun and she's like can I help you with something wait you're that murderer. Barbie instantly disarms her, gives her the gun back, and then says, I'm not a murderer. Uh, loyal listeners of the show will know Barbie is a murderer. He, he was a hitman for hire. <laughs> and I don't know. Maybe, you could argue maybe that he was just there to beat up people and Peter Shumway, like, you know, messed it all up. I would consider Barbie a murderer. 
but uh, he does not. Um, just a fun thing to learn. Uh, so this new character is, of course, Rebecca Pine. Are you a nuclear physicist? Nothing so glamorous. I'm a high school science teacher. Rebecca Pine. Um, if you've ever wondered how Joe is such a super genius, it's because Rebecca Pine was his science teacher. And she is uh, a brain blast. She's Jimmy Neutron personified. <laughs> no, but she's, um, she's going to be our science nerd for the season. Um, and she also has this great breakdown about what's going on with the dome. The groans are coming more quickly. They're getting stronger, like a, a pregnant woman's contractions, only instead of giving life, people could die if they don't wake up. Um, so she's talking about the uh, magnetic waves going through town. Um, it's interesting because on the one hand, she's very scientific, like she is, doesn't believe in mysticism. She doesn't think that um, the dome is a person or has feelings she's very much like well it's an electromagnetic pulse the magnetic field has been affected blah 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 but on the other hand she's very against the scientific method she makes ridiculous assumptions or hypotheses um, <laughs> hypotheses um, and then believes them with zero doubt in her mind like, her plan in this episode is to build a big magnet in the center of town, and that magnet will counteract the other magnet. We need a way to negate the dome's magnetic field. Joe, remember that experiment we did when we wrapped the copper wire around nails? Homemade magnet. If we build a really huge one and connect it to a big enough power supply... It might be able to counteract the dome's pulses. Now, she took zero measurements to see how strong the other magnet is. Her magnet, by the way, is just three, like, generators and a bunch of copper wire. The dome is, like, 4,000, I don't know, like, miles of size. The largest, I don't know. She's very confident that her magnet will stop the dome um, with the faith of science behind her. Do you think the magnet's strong enough to generate a current to counteract the dome? All that copper wire is going to give the dome a run for its money. If it doesn't work this time, how long to the next contraction? It'll work. Trust me. You sound awful confident about that. I've been studying the dome since it came down. For reference, this magnet is knocking people out and throwing metal across town. Meanwhile, her magnet is powered by three outside generators, not very big ones, hooked up to a tower with copper wire. Like, the dome is bigger and better than any invention in human history and she's like using science and three generators i can build a magnet that can equal the dome anyway getting way ahead of myself here but it, it's rebecca pine uh, she's gonna be a new um member of the team and uh, barbie decides to help recruit joe and the gang to uh build a big battery for her or build build a big tower to blast magnet waves at uh, the dome See, where was that in season one? Nobody was firing magnet waves. Um, it's probably a bit easier to follow, but anyway. Um, quick little note. I did forget to talk about the farmhouse uh, that Nori's mom was in. Basically, it's probably the coolest standalone scene of the episode, maybe of the whole show. But the house gets magnetized and a bunch of stuff just starts flying around like the pots and pans fly at their face knives come out of the uh, knife holder and fly at them um, it's just a lot of fun a nail 
all the nails of the house come out and a nail goes into Joe's hand and then comes out the other side because the magnetism is so strong. What is happening? Pulling all the nails out. Get it out. Get the nail out of my hand. Wait a second. Take the dung, pulling it through my hand. And then their house explodes, basically. Um, they all got out. It's fine. Nobody died. Um, just a great scene. Wanted to highlight it. Feel free to go watch it on YouTube. I'm sure you could find it. Anywho. We went to the high school. I didn't talk about that scene too much. Um, they were actually strategizing how to um, defeat the... Uh, magnets, um, and then the high school teacher pulled out a diorama of the dome, or a domorama, as I call it. Um, dude, I'm mostly talking about it just because there's a great line by Angie where she's just like, "You really think that this is gonna work? A, a giant magnet? You got something better? Dome wants Jim dead. Well, let's just try this a science teacher's way first. Uh, meanwhile, Jim. Now that his gun was stuck to the dome, he went back to his bunker to get his uh, other gun, but then that gun flew out of his hand, presumably to the dome. Uh, it's actually pretty comical. Uh, then the bunker seals shut on him uh, because of magnetism, and the ghost of Dottie, or more accurately, the dome taking Dottie's form, starts talking to him. You're not Dottie. You're not Dottie. Something else. I wanted to give a, a, a just a brief segue on this. The dome is the worst. I hate it so much. And I think that's honestly why I like Big Jim as a character, because he's always put against the dome, um, especially in these scenes. The dome is telling Big Jim that it's his fault uh, that all of this is happening. Yeah, what's happening out there is your fault. Only it's the townspeople who are paying. I honestly feel like I've talked about this last season. It's not. The dome is doing this. The dome is making magnets fly. And the dome at, one, at some point acts omnipotent, right? Like, oh, I, I didn't do anything wrong. I, you know, I just knocked everybody out. But it killed Linda, first of all. Um, the, it's weird that it didn't kill anybody else. It seemed like it, it almost did. Also, uh, Joe's, uh, Joe's mom, Nori's mom, Carol, uh, almost died from uh, the magnetism. Like... It's not benevolent, it's causing problems, and Big Jim just refusing to die is not the reason that all of this happened. Even Big Jim murdering people isn't really the reason all of this is happening. Um, I don't know. Basically, Dottie tries to guilt trip Big Jim into thinking that this is all his fault. The whole town's going down and it's your fault. You've never sacrificed, not once in your life, and now? You're gonna have to. Shut up and be dead. I'm busy. Shut up and be dead, which is a great reply. And it, I honestly think it is the defining quote for Big Jim. Um, it's how he solves most problems, is he tells people to shut up and then kills them so they'd be dead. Anyway, so that's sort of Big Jim. He's hanging out in the bunker. And eventually he sort of MacGyvers a grenade at the door and he pulls a string from across the room, hiding behind a mattress. It's really fun. And he just gets out. Um, the dome can't do anything about it. See ya, sweetheart. Go back to the Twilight Zone. A lot of fun with that plot line. Um, Julia and Sam uh, and River Girl are out at the cottage. Uh, I believe River Girl's name is Melanie. 
that's honestly just out of my memory. I forgot to take a note, but um, they're up in the cabin, and um, not much happens here, honestly. Uh, Sam stitches up Julia. We learn that Sam was an EMT. I was an EMT for 10 years. In town? Turns out the county likes their paramedics sober. So that's why he wasn't hanging out at the hospital. They didn't want him there. Uh, but now we have another doctor person to help out. Um, and it seems like he might know Melanie because he had a picture of her in a book, uh, a, a weird drawing of her. So that's fun. Um, while all this magnetism chaos is going on, Angie and Junior are running around town. They've decided to kill Big Jim. He's a liar and a murderer. He killed Dodie. You were right. We should have stopped him when the Dome told us to. We can end this, Junior. I can get you a gun from the station. But then the magnet fires a second wave at everybody. Uh, so now almost the entire cast of the show has been knocked unconscious. It's basically going up the call list. Um, I think at this point only Big Jim, Barbie, and Julia are still standing. Um, so if you're keeping track, the battery tower magnet beam did nothing at all. Um, and Rebecca Pine got knocked out as well. So now with everybody unconscious, we actually get a sweet little like music video scene with Junior um, where he's just walking around this town that isn't Chester's Mill, it's Zenith. Um, this is a great name. Um, it's very artsy. He looks at uh, he looks at a big tower, and then he looks at a snow globe with that tower, and it says Zenith. So you're like, oh, he's in Zenith. And then he shakes the snow globe, and it gets all red, and he's like, oh, blood, and he drops it, and the red water goes everywhere. Then this woman walks by him, and he's like, ma'am, ma'am, please. I don't know why he said that, but she turns around. It's his mom. Mom? James? Why, why, why did you leave me? No, baby, it was never you I left. Not ever, you're my sweet boy. So, pretty wild. It's all just a fever dream, basically, though, because he's unconscious. Uh, this time, instead of the ghost of Dottie, the ghost of Linda, because she was already in this episode, they don't have to pay her anymore to do it. Uh, shows up to talk to Big Jim, and she's like, Time's running out, Jim. It's not too late. Not too late for what? To learn the virtue of sacrifice. To save your son. Oh, yeah, we knocked out your son, and everyone's gonna die unless you sacrifice yourself to the gods, to the dome. <laughs> so, this is a great visual. Uh, Big Jim walks up to the gallows, puts the rope around his neck, and is ready to hang himself um, when Barbie and Julia arrive. Jim, what the hell are you doing? What the dog wants me to do? But unfortunately, he can't reach the, um, he can't reach the, it's so stupid. He can't reach the lever to pull the, um, uh, the floorboard out from under him. Now, he could just, walk over to the lever because remember the rope has to have slack for him because he is going to fall out underneath <laughs> he could easily walk over and pull it and then walk back over or just jump into the hole in the ground that he's created but he doesn't think of that instead he stands on the thing where he's going to fall and just tries and reaches over for the lever but he can't quite reach it so he's like i can't pull the damn lever <sighs> 
And if you want the honors. Barbara's like, what the, f no, what, what is going on here? And Julia's like, I'll do it. So she walks up there and she's gonna pull it. And then she has a change of heart. She's like, no, I can't do what you do. Coward. Big Jim, still with no problem solving ability, just decides to start jumping up and down. And eventually it breaks the shoddy trap door on the uh, uh, gallows and he falls. And uh, Julia takes out her sweet knife that Sam gave her. I don't even remember why Sam gave her a knife, but yeah. And chops the rope. Big Jim falls down and Julia says, The dome didn't want us to kill you. He wants us to end the killing. And the magnetism stops and everybody wakes up and it's all good. Now, I haven't done the best of a job retelling the episode, but if you can understand how to interpret this as the dome wanted to end the killing, feel free to let me know. The dome killed people in this episode. <laughs> Um, the dome showed many visions of Big Jim being stabbed to death. Um, the dome very much seemed to want to kill people and did kill people. But Julia's interpretation is that the dome wanted to end the killing and then it stopped. So, yeah, everything's cool. Um, yeah, that's, that's sort of the climax of the episode. Um, a few more things happen. Um, Stephen King shows up for a quick cameo because he wrote this episode. He's just started drinking coffee at the diner. Refill in. Thanks, son. Mm -hmm. Which is so great. Um, DJ Phil, uh, who you may remember, was pretty mad about Dottie dying. He's like, Barbie deserved a swing and you let him go. What the hell, Jim? Phil got caught up looking for scapegoats. But we were wrong. I don't tell us so. DJ Phil just sort of accepts that. Uh, and Big Jim promotes him to be the new sheriff. So DJ Policeman is now uh, in charge of town. And this is where we, everyone's at the diner, and this is where we get some real uh, chess piece moving. Big Jim walks, so after promoting uh, Phil to be the sheriff, he walks over to Joe Norian, their mom, and is like, I also heard you lost your house. I want to let you know that my home your home wait what come live with you that's really generous of you jim thank you just make yourself at home see you at supper <laughs> but yeah they, they're gonna move in with big jim you keep your friends close and your enemies closer trust me eleanor my brain's fine um and you may be wondering what are they gonna do with junior and angie living together because that just seems crazy but don't worry that'll be solved soon uh, then uh, Rebecca Pine comes over to Big Jim and is like, I have a lot of ideas about magnets. And uh, Big Jim's like, My uh, wife always said you were her best student. Uh, today I learned why. And I'm like, Isn't, wasn't your wife an art teacher? But whatever. Uh, Sam shows up at the diner. Just totally chill. He's like, Kid, you got big. I'm looking for someone. She's about 17, long dark hair, tall. Yeah, that sounds like a girl I saw down the street earlier. You want some help? I got it. I'll see you, Junior. And Junior's like, I haven't seen that guy in like 10, 15 years. Even though he lives inside the town's borders. At no point during all of the craziness did anybody feel like, well, how's Sam doing? Maybe we should check in on him. Like, oh my god. Imagine that. Hey, whatever. 
after Sam shows up at the diner, he's looking for Melanie, uh, the river girl who's just wandering around town. She sort of wandered off. Um, we cut to Junior's mom who's painting, and we're like, oh, is she painting? And then it turns out, sorry, I don't know why we would have been thinking, is she painting? She is painting. It's like, oh, is this in the past? But no, it's in the present. It's in present day, because she's listening to a news report. Breaking news on the mysterious dome that descended over the town of Chester's Mill. There has still been no official statement on reported abnormal magnetic activity or why the temporarily opaque dome suddenly cleared. The world remains fascinated by the dome. So she's alive. She didn't die. Um, which is silly. Um, also out the window we can see the tower so we know that Junior's mom is in Zenith. Um, and yeah, and then the episode ends with Angie uh, following Melanie into a school. Cause she was just like, oh, Melanie, what are you doing here? Uh, and then she gets stabbed, um, presumably to death. So yeah, um, I forget if this is uh, the end for Angie or not, but Linda's dead and Angie's probably following. Yep. <laughs> oh boy, that was that was a lot to go over. Uh, this might be one of the longer episodes because uh, I still have a little bit to talk about. But yeah, that's um, how season two, episode one starts. The town is was more or less useless this episode. They mostly just stood there to get knocked out. They built a big battery magnet, and that didn't do anything. Um, big Jim and uh, Big Jim is the bad guy, and uh, Barbie and Ju uh, Julia are still together as a power couple. A few new faces and a few deaths to pay for the new faces. <laughs> um, we went to the high school. Um, this is a new set. So we have a new location to go to. I think they probably demolished the cement factory, so I don't think we're going back there anymore. But now we're just going to be going to the uh, high school science uh, lab. <laughs> anyway. Um, I'd, I'd, yes, there was one thing I wanted to bring up with this, uh, which I always love. It's almost a segment at this point, which is lost comparisons. Yeah. Under the Dome, I think, like a lot of shows, is trying to be like Lost. Um, and it has a lot of very reminiscent scenes to Lost in this episode. The beginning of season three of Lost is actually, and season two, they both sort of start with a character who we haven't met in a situation um, sort of outside of the circumstances of the rest of the cast. But reacting to something that has occurred to the main cast so like i don't want to spoil it too much but it's very much like oh a new character who was here the whole time and it, the reveal is sort of that um so that's exactly what we do in this season with sam um and it's sort of what we do at the end of the episode with the uh, junior's mom it's it's both just taking things and being like is this in the past is this there oh no it's it's in the present and it's happening but anywho um the other the other thing i wanted to get into is the whole man of science man of faith thing um about like do you trust the dome and all of its powers or do you trust the island or do you trust reason and logic and science um i always thought they were gonna do more of a julia versus big jim type of thing but this season it's very clear we have julia who believes the dome is a nice rational person who doesn't want to kill people and we have rebecca pine who believes that her magna beam defeated the dome 
um, and they both are very confident in it. Really wish I'd been conscious to see the towel work. You think that's what stopped the surges and cleared the dome? What else could it have been? Something bigger than us. Rebecca's like honestly offended and it's just like, what else could it have been? First of all, the dome just changes whims on an instant, so like, it could have just been the dome. Um, but it's, it's just exactly what I mean by like, she's very confident in herself without having any proof. But then Julia has the great line of, it could be something bigger than us. Yeah, the dome. Or her magnet tower. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I've, I've prattled on enough. Um, season two is going to be wild. I, I'm hoping it's a bit more um, easy to recap in episode two. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to just be a lot of crazy stuff happening. Um, probably going to be going back to once a week now. Um, now that season two is starting, of course, we'll probably take a break before season three. But who knows? Who knows how things are going? Anyway, thanks for listening and uh, signing off from Chester's Mill. See ya. Hey, guys. It's been a long one, so I'll make this short. We've got some out-of-context clips for you. Jim, don't call me that. My name is James. You know, letting Big Jim live was the right thing to do. For today? Why would I have hallucinations? I've been carrying this whole town on my shoulders ever since Dome Day. You went from Grand Theft Auto to a gold star, Mr. Barbara. Uh, I was just doing what the teacher told me. Sunrise, new eyes. What do you say we figure this out over breakfast tomorrow morning? Hope you enjoyed. Bye. <laughs>